Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you tonight from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. So the people waited until he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And the crowd see him, but really they didn't. You know the drill. They were looking for an earthly king, not a heavenly savior. So they see the man, Jesus, riding into town, but they don't see their God. And it's kind of hard to figure out how it is they missed it, what that, you know, all of scripture led up to this moment, what that low. He literally told them, I will ride into Jerusalem and be crucified and on the third day rise. But it was still a curveball to a lot of folks. But honestly, we're really no better even with the hindsight. We see the little baby laying in the manger, but really we don't. We're long past the days of getting to argue where we can and can't put nativities. We lost. It's whatever. Usually we'll make it up somehow. We'll find at least one chance in the month of December to complain to people that everyone has forgotten the real reason for the season, which I'm pretty sure gives you extra Jesus points. Otherwise, we wouldn't want to ruin anyone's day doing such a thing. Because it's not really a secret anymore why we do all this stuff, is it? But still, as much as we give the pitch, I would bet everything that I owned that more people who are on the rolls of St. Paul Lutheran Church celebrated the high holy days between Black Friday and Cyber Monday by buying something than the Triduum, the holy days between Maundy Thursday and Easter Vigil. Even in the middle of our reason for the season pitch, we see the baby laying in the manger. But really, we don't. Because even as the folks in Jerusalem really only saw the man on the donkey as a king, the manger really only seems to mean shopping for baby Jesus and junk food for baby Jesus and maybe, just maybe, us at least trying to be nice to each other and sort of be good people for roughly 25 to 27 days for baby Jesus. But the thing is, for all we get obsessed about the reason for the season, the nativities in public spaces, all that stuff, if you press people, if you really ask them, what is the difference between the true living God and every other religion? Most folks kind of struggle. And that's our fault. That's our fault. Every time we stop talking about Christ and we start talking about ourselves and what we can do, and who we can share God's love or peace or friendship with when the whole thing becomes about us. It's our fault. Every time we treat the Christmas Jesus born in a manger as a separate kind of Jesus, the one who rode into Jerusalem on a donkey to die on a cross, every time we do all of that stuff, we fail to show the only difference between our God and every other false God out there because every religion in the world tells you to be kind to somebody. Every religion in the world tells you to love your own. Every religion in the whole wide world tells you to do something. The one difference between Christianity and all of those is in the name. This is the name by which he will be called. 
the Lord is our righteousness. Because he is. It's a lot harder to see. You have to listen so that you know what to look for. Because we can see the man Jesus just fine. We can see all the characteristics of religiosity this time of year, but we don't always see the righteousness. That part comes only by hearing the promise. For Jesus did not ride into Jerusalem to collect the folks that put change in the little red bucket outside of Walmart and forsake all of the ones who said, I will totally get you on the way out and then walked out the other door just to avoid that awkward thing. He came to redeem sinners. He rode into Jerusalem to die on a cross for everyone who doesn't have the Christmas spirit, everyone who doesn't give to charity, everyone who brags way too much about giving to charity. He died for the very worst of us. He died for all of us. Not because we chose it. Not because we asked him. Not because we deserved it. Because he actually loves us. Us. Us sinners. For the Lord is our righteousness. He is righteousness to those who don't deserve it. He is righteousness to those who have none of their own. He is righteousness for you and for me and for sinners everywhere. And it turns everything upside down. Fun fact about all those little red buckets. They go to support a denomination's church that teaches the homeless people that they're supposed to be given stuff to, that God's grace isn't really for them until they turn their lives around and earn it. Because they see Jesus, but really they don't. For the Lord gives righteousness for free and only to sinners. And it's not measured in whether or not you've turned your life around. It's not measured in your works at all. It's not measured in your situation or your love or your choice or your light, but his. Your king comes to you. Righteousness comes to you. Our God advents. He comes to save sinners. Righteous is he in having salvation. And he gives it to you. And he gives it to me. Our God advents. He shows up to save sinners. So that in our very lowest of days, after we put out all the lights and all we're left with is stuff that doesn't seem near as interesting now as when we thought we needed it, and all the people we should have cared for more, and all the excuses we made, our Lord still advents. He comes to give you righteousness in body and in blood. Our Lord actually shows up week after week for you to bring salvation to those who haven't earned it to give righteousness to you apart from anything you could do or buy or build or give. Righteousness is given to you right here. You, you are holy. You, you are good. You are righteous, for our Lord has made you that way as surely as you have eaten and drank of his body and blood. For these gifts do the very same things that they promise. For when our God shows up to get things done, he gets his way. He rode into Jerusalem with a purpose, to die to save sinners and rise again. And all the crowds, whether or not they understood it, couldn't stop him. Our Lord advents for you week after week that we would gather around him, drawn by the Holy Spirit, to receive from him forgiveness and life and salvation. This is the reason for the season. Right here, receiving God's gifts, preparation for the Lord showing up 
to save sinners. It's not found in the lights or the shopping or even writing like really nasty social media posts about why there aren't enough nativities or something other like that. It comes from hearing. Because the reason for the season pitch that you got is completely worthless unless you see that Christianity only finds meaning in the cross. So we hear the promises of Christ. We hear the God who came, who comes, and who will come again. So that when we look to the manger, we would find our God who has come to save sinners. When we look to the cross, the righteous branch promised of old, we would see the God who is not afraid of the scorn to save you and me. So that when we look forward, we can know he will come again in glory. And we can wait him with eager expectation that all of us who wait would find a new and holy life, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. All of this is yours. For our God rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, so light the lights and sing the songs. Enjoy this season. But hear who our Lord is for you, that seeing you would understand. The Lord is our righteousness. The Lord advents. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.